just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 33 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season 2, episode 11. The heart will bring you back. Half-brother, my half-brother. <laughs> Keeping up with the Joneses. Danny Glover. I'm fooling myself. How you doing, Boozy? I'm fooling myself. I thought I smelled something. Oh, that's skank. And I think it's coming from you. She always backs down. Karen, grow a pair. Tell Lucas he's a little shit. Stick with it. Yeah, you're talking with you, Pooh. I need a doctor! I don't know, he'd be off somewhere battling, wearing a dress. When do you plan to start living? You know, like the person you've become, then do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you. So, my friends, welcome to the High Flyers Club. Baby! <laughs> Baby! This is for my mom. Ravens are free! Yeah! One, two, three! So hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 2, Episode 11, The Heart Brings You Back. Dom, we are here and we are alone. How are you, my friend? I am very well, thank you. It seems like a long time ago that we actually did a podcast just us two. I know. Well, this actually was going to be, this wasn't going to be just us two. This was going to be us with Lex from Rivercore and with Liz and Michelle from Tree Hill Talk. We was going to bring <laughs> them all on the podcast, the Trinity of One Tree Hill podcasts that matter. Yes, there might be other One Tree Hill podcasts, but there are only three that matters. <laughs> <laughs> that's true and there's only one that's current it's this one and you're already here <laughs> so they but, were uninvited uh, <laughs> you're in the past get over it <laughs> we don't need them <laughs> they need us <laughs> this is a good point to say i'm really sorry if i like sniffle or wheeze into the microphone uh, i haven't been <laughs> why is that funny why are you laughing know, i'm sorry packing? i'm really sorry it's the wheeze <laughs> pick up jewelry <laughs> pick up jewelry <laughs> is uh yeah i've for the last week i haven't felt very well and uh turns out i i have asthma so there's a bitch in your when you're 33 here you go <laughs> yeah. here's something that you make you know people get when they're like it's usually like 10 <laughs> <laughs> what a hen. Was, every time every time simon does a little run around he's he's not well <laughs> 
He'll Why be is fine. He always he'll... limping. He'll, he'll be, be fine. breathing. He'll be okay. He's cr- he's like crawling now. He says he can't breathe. Oh, he'll be fine. <laughs> Why is he? Why is he gasping for breath? He's all right. He's your doctor. Fine. Your doctor just going. Why didn't anyone catch this earlier? Oh dear God! Have you seen your lungs? <laughs> They're just shredded inside. God. Oh dear. Like Freddy Krueger's hands are my lungs. <laughs> Karen's hands are my lungs. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. You know, in my school. Right, the PE teachers gave zero shits about their job, right? They couldn't <laughs> care less. And they, do you know what to standard? The warm-up was, all right, lads, twice round the field. Do you know how, do you know how big the field was? <laughs> it's a massive the, field. Feels like four football pitches or something. <laughs> and then so you had to run in the freezing cold, in shorts, some stupid like rugby shirt. First of all, fuck you, rugby. The most stupid sport in the world. <laughs> you have to dress like a prat while you're doing it. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's say it here, loud and proud. Rugby is for wankers. Am I, right? <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> Private school posh boy wankers. Absolutely. Rugby. A sport yes. for you. <laughs> you know what you said about the glass? And that man, Betty plays rugby. Oh my god! <laughs> That's the sort of thing this... they do. They're all fucking this... sick. <laughs> Where's he? Where's my halo? My... I've actually killed him. Shit! Have you seven up? Have some of you seven up, Cherry? <laughs> That's an ad. <laughs> wait, get wait. paid for this. Firstly, firstly, right, right, right. So they'd make us run around this field twice. They're not even watching. They'd go back into the building. They go right, go on. was run around there twice in the like usually the rain, <laughs> and then you come back absolutely exhausted. Now what are you going to do? Oh, we'll set up some rugby. No one wants to play rugby. The ground is hard. No one understands it. It's just <laughs> an excuse for like the bigger, bullier kids to just slam you to the ground. <laughs> Just you get the ball, just throw it to someone else. Don't care what direction it's in. You can only throw it back. I don't give a shit. Why can't we play football? Something that we understand. Yeah, it's very simple. It's ball, feet, kick, goal, done. Guess what? Guess what? We enjoy playing it. Yeah, especially at this age. Even with asthma, crippling, crippling asthma. Yeah, but that's is the point. If if anyone like probably had these, you know, these issues, this is the day where they're just like, yeah, okay, just just get around the field, just... <laughs> run. <laughs> well, so one tree hill. <laughs> well, yeah. So my point was, uh, I apologize if it's like you know if I if it's all a bit croaky or whatever. Uh, maybe it'll be like, you know, Phoebe and Friends when she's like sick and then she has like the really good singing voice. Shall I try it? It might have like a super sexy singing voice. Really husky. Keeping up appearances. Keeping up with the... T- <laughs> with keep, the no, keep <laughs> Fooling my selfish heart. Mate, it's fucking worked. Going through the motions. You should have got asthma a year ago. 
Apparently, I've had it all my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you should have had an attack a year ago, last of August. <laughs> I did. Do you did know what you? they say? Oh, it's just hay fever, probably. It's hay fever. It? You'll be all right. <laughs> I can't, I'm actually uh, I'm awake in the night because I can't breathe. I'm scared if I uh, close my eyes, I'll suffocate and die. But uh, it's just hay fever, you know. Pollen. Here's some, here's some, dro- here's some drops. Piss off. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> So, One Tree Hill. Firstly, we've had we've had we have guests on every single episode, pretty much now. A few people have reached out over the last week or so. Like people are sort of catching up. Like there's people that are a few episodes back, and people are saying how they're really reaching out and saying how much they enjoy when we relate a personal story to the episode. I worried that when we were going to get more guests on that that would become more difficult because it's one thing sort of me telling you or you telling me in this setting, but it's something else when you've got someone else in that we've met maybe once or it's the first time we're meeting them and sort of telling them uh, stories and particularly like ones that were on the last episode. We've, I think we've kept it pretty consistent and I really like that we get di- somewhat a different perspective on every episode, like people that like different seasons or different characters. How have you been finding them? Yeah, I I completely agree. It's people from different backgrounds as well and people that work in different industries, you you know, that it doesn't matter what what you work in or what you don't work in, but they've all got a view and an opinion. And, you know, we had uh, Sarah on who works in the kind of media world and she kind of knows what these drama reactory types are like and she's she's got really good insight into that and then there's people that just absolutely adore the show and adore one character or or like a handful of characters um and there's people that we then get on the next week that hate those characters and love the others you know it's it's brilliant it's great it's such a, a mixture of of opinions and and likes and dislikes and but but the the consistent factor is is that they all love one tree hill regardless you know of who they do and don't like in the episode and um it's brilliant i think you know consistently pretty much everyone hates felix <laughs> that's that's pretty much a given but for the rest it's pretty divided uh, we've come across people that don't like peyton and that love peyton and you know that prefer chad over james or james james over chad yeah you know it's just it's a complete mixture complete complete mixture and it's brilliant and it's fantastic and the fact that they keep reaching out and they keep joining us on the podcast and they keep coming up with new things and different things and like one thing that you always say is that i spot things that you might not have noticed when you first watched it or the you know the extra times you watched it in between and that's kind of the fun thing about the conversation and then when we add that third element or that extra person and they bring something out that we neither of us notice it's even better i love it yeah i totally agree and what's really good about about them and what they've also all got in common is they're all really awesome people like there's not been a single person that we've met through this that uh you know i haven't genuinely liked um and it feels feels great it feels like we're adding friends so and like uh, that sounds like corny or whatever but um i'm being real it's it's awesome i love it We've not had to eject anyone into the waiting room, you know, so that's <laughs> that's always a bonus. But yeah, everyone that's been on and that has joined us and even the people that reach out, um, you know, they're all so kind, funny, you know, really lovely people. And uh, I, I get messages now on um, Beyond Farpoint. So although the podcast is being made, it's not out yet. 
it's coming soon. Uh, you'll have to bear with us for that. But anyone who is interested in that, I'm not sure if any One Tree Hillers are, but I'm sure there'll be a couple. Um, but people are messaging me on there, you know, that they're staying spoiler free and they're making sure I'm staying spoiler free, which is great. But they're being funny and, you know, they're challenging me on things that I've said and they're they're, they're challenging things that we've both said and be like, you need to get mentioned this next time or do, have you ever thought about this? And it's great. I love that. Yeah, totally. And so the link to the Star Trek Beyond Farpoint uh, Instagram is in the podcast description. So click there to, to follow. And like Dom said, reach out to him on there. And you can also, I've started a page that's called Simon Podcasts. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm like posting things from like all of our podcasts because we have the Mighty 90s, which we're hopefully going to reboot soon. Uh, and then also you can see pictures of my dog sometimes, so, <laughs> which, you know, is important to me, whatever it is to you. I've been posting little clips of um, some of like my favorite movies, like 90s movies. And uh, so I haven't told you this, Dom. I posted, a, well, I know that you've seen it and whatever, but I posted a clip of Armageddon, you know, the bit at the end with uh, Bruce Willis when he's just like, I will make 800 feet. I swear to God, I will. <laughs> yes. Gets me hyped put me on a meteor now i will make 800 <laughs> feet but in that clip there's uh he's talking to a guy that's in prison break he didn't get to see but he comes in prison break in season two william uh fickner i think his name is really good actor you you know him from time yeah. stuff yeah, yeah you recognize him yeah um yeah he's he says to him but Colonel, I need your help. I can't do this on my own. He calls him Colonel. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's <But> me. I, put... <laughs> I swear to God, I will. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I will make 800 feet. Anyway, <laughs> I put that on a bit on Instagram. And uh, Sarah, who was just on the Two episode before last. Yeah, on episode nine. Uh reached out and was just like oh i've got i've got stuff from this as well like memorabilia from armageddon i was like this is like one of my favorite all-time films i love this film so much and uh she's sending me some stuff uh wow she's now your all-time favorite person (laughs) i love her so much Uh, sarah baby wife (laughs) sarah i appreciate you so much but dom i can't wait till you see this it's uh, a, like a cast and crew jacket. It's a bomber jacket. Brand new. Got all the tags on and everything. And uh, it's just like a black bomber jacket with like, you know, the classic with like the orange lining. Mm. And then it's got like in little sort of font. It's got like Armageddon. I think is it a Michael Bay movie? I think it is um, like written there. And then it's got the patch on the side. Do you remember the patch? Do you know that like Bruce Willis like pulls off and gives to Ben Affleck at the end? You remember at the end? The sad yeah, ending. Yeah. Spoilers. The sad ending. <laughs> it's on the side. It's take like it a roughness. Take it back to Liv Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Tell her dad to write a song about it. Yeah, yeah. he's got massive face. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> he's got massive, well, massive mouth, hasn't he? Just to hear you breathing. I'm not sure you can include that here. Watch you smile while you were sleeping, while you're far away and dreaming. The asthma's doing you wonders. The problem is, is I started like way too quick in the song. Like, what, too early. what I'd really like is if in season three, the credits in the, in the opening titles of our podcast, it's just, 
Yasma's doing you wonders. It's just like slotting in there. So what? <laughs> what, you can turn a negative into a positive. Yeah. I wonder if, if Chad's got COVID. I wonder if Chad's got asthma. <laughs> If he catches COVID, he might die. But who knows? At least least he's singing better. So (laughs) worth it. (laughs) Oh dear. But yeah, this jacket is so dope. So thank you, Sarah. I I can't wait to receive it. Uh, I obviously I I can't do an unboxing and all of that stuff because unfortunately it's all one trip. But the stuff will be on there on Simon Podcast Instagram. So it's really interesting. Like so. I get like I'm getting like follow requests on there, but I want it to be actual people. And there's so many like there's something wrong with Instagram. There's so many just like like bots and things, isn't it? That are, like so I like check each person that like that wants to follow. I like check that they follow the Ravens podcast. If not, I don't trust it. Like <laughs> is that is that too is that being too secure? No, I think I think that's pretty normal. I think that's pretty good. I think that's the right thing to do. You get a lot of, oh, you know, I'll send you pictures for, you know, if you follow me yeah. and stuff like that. And it's just like, I, no, I'm really not interested, thanks. I'm yes, good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. You're barking up the wrong tree here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you silly dog. <laughs> Unless you're really into, like, Armageddon and Con Air and Gone in 60 Seconds, you're in the wrong place. I'll, I'll send you pictures of Nicolas Cage. How about that? <laughs> do it <laughs> and sarah if you uh happen to be you know have any stuff from saving private ryan's set you know i'm, I'm willing to take a look <laughs> i think you're barking up the wrong tree my i friend. know yeah i'm just I, kidding i love saving I, private ryan if anyone's got any saving private ryan stuff i'll just like a picture don't even don't even need to, to take it off you just to see it it'd be pretty cool send pictures of saving private ryan to the star <laughs> trek just gonna get bombarded now <laughs> with random saving private Ryan pictures. <laughs> well, hey, we do this normally at the end of the podcast, but I think we should do it now because we made the rules. Why the hell not? We have had some love from the Patreon family. We have hit great milestone over there. Um, so want to f- say thank you so much and. Uh, Dom, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> like, there's so we do all of the le- we have the levels, the free tiers, of course. I'm about to tell you about how many new patrons: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight new patrons. Eight. Of that eight, six of them are Hall of Fame. <laughs> you can't see his face, but he is in shock. Oh, <laughs> that's so cool. It's, thank you so it's much. It's amazing. Just thank you so much. It's it's really it's really humbling and like overwhelming. Not only that people uh, you know enjoy listening to the podcast, but that people uh, you know are down to support with you know their hard earned money. Uh, you know at any level, and, and the Hall of Fame is uh, yeah, it's really humbling. So thank you so much. Absolutely. So we have at Hall of Fame. Brian. Brian, you just became a raven. At Hall of Fame, Nicole. Nicole, you just became a raven. At Hall of Fame, long-time sniper expert, Marine. <laughs> Marine, 
<laughs> this is this is one of the uh, messages me a lot on the other Instagram people, which I think is brilliant, and uh, and she's actually hilarious. Marine, you just became a raven. Oh, well, if you thought one assassin was bad enough, what about the OG assassin? I mean, kill you with her bare hands, make it look like it was a suicide. In Hall of Fame, it's Magdalena. Magdalena! Yes! Magdalena, you just became a raven. (laughs) She's definitely coming for us. (laughs) Hall of Fame, blogger, lifestyle, Etsy store owner, the one that only Chloe at Hall of Fame. Chloe, super, super Chloe. You just became a raven. Dydra, Hall of Fame. Dydra, Dydra, I'm over here. Dydra, you just became a raven. And then at Junior Varsity, John. Oh, hi, John. You just became a raven. And last but not least, at Junior Varsity, Michael. Remember Michael? I remember Michael. Hi, Michael. Michael, you just became a raven. There we go, my friends. There we go. We have our Patreons. Thank Thank you you so much. much. Honestly, it means the world to us. It's so great that people want to just support us on this journey, help us push to get what we call the whales and get, you know, more interviews with, you know, the cast and uh, as many people as we possibly can. And there's a couple that I've not been able to join on um, because of, you know, the, the sensitivity of, of not being spoiled and things like that. But um, when we get big cast members on, I'm, I'm definitely there and I'm asking, I'm asking the questions that people, you know, have wanted asked for years, you know, Karen, Moira Kelly, what's going on with the hand situation? <laughs> Let's see the hands, Moira. Put them up to the camera. Put them up. (laughs) Can you imagine we could, like, trick her into putting her hands up to to the, like, oh, you've got a lovely ring on there. Can we have a... Put that up to the camera. Oh, my God. Jesus. (laughs) They're even worse than I'd imagined. Look at the claws on that. Why is there so much bust on that one? (laughs) Sea pitch. Open sores. (laughs) She doesn't feel a thing. <laughs> Takes a mallet to it. Bang. Done. Why has she got Hobbit's feet for hands? <laughs> Moira Kelly, you know you're lovely. And we love you very much. And she You're has... just a concern about your hands. I'm sure she has beautiful hands. It was all for Karen. Now she's not been Karen for a number of years. Her hands have gone back to their original state. She became a Nivea model for moisturiser. <laughs> <laughs> like lathered in it <laughs> glove full of vaseline <laughs> well okay uh dom should we move into this episode i think we i think we need to so we watched this one live with the patreon family so if not involved in the patreon we are having so much fun watching these episodes every week live on a wednesday 11 p.m uk time and uh, if you are on the Patreon and you haven't joined us yet, then get involved. This is so much fun. We're really enjoying it. We're actually going to do one in like an hour and a half from now. Um, so, yeah, it's great times. So we watch these with the people. And, Dom, 
your reactions <laughs> were brilliant. I mean, how did you enjoy watching this one with uh, with the family? I really like watching this one, uh, the the last one and this one in particular, because there's so much to react to. Now, I I don't go there like expecting to react to anything. I go there because I just want to watch and analyse and see what happens and take it all in. Um, and, and sometimes uh, on the last episode in particular, I actually forgot at one point that I was watching it with other people. Because <laughs> the, the and it was it was actually fairly early on when um, you first see Haley, and I was shocked because I'd said if Haley gets on that bus with with Chris, I'm not watching it anymore. That's it. And then I was like, head in hands. What's going on? She's on the bus. I, I've got to turn this off. And then and then all of a sudden she wasn't. So um, there's brief moments where I sort of go into my own little world and sort of forget everyone's there. But I'm really enjoying it. I I can't see what anyone types in the chat, which upsets me a little bit, but it would spoil me. So I'm kind of glad I can't see it. But I see so many people just tapping away. And right, it's like they're not even watching the episode. They're just tapping away, like talking about it. And this just shows how much they love it. It's great. A lot a lot of it is like, I can't wait for Dom to see this. Oh, <laughs> Dom's going to love this. Oh, my God, look at Dom's face. So it's like, it's always, I'm there. I'm monitoring. I don't really put into it too much because I like for people to just have, you know, have their own conversations. I enjoy and just, you know. Let them bond. Being, yeah, I'm enjoying being a spectator. Uh, but I'm monitoring. I'd never let anything negative happen. So you don't need to worry. It's all complimentary. Everyone loves you. It's well, welcome to nice. the waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Straight out. Straight out. Uh, um, I, uh, I've, uh, I've invited Paul to jump in. Uh, Again? Yeah, so I invited him last week, but he didn't, he, he didn't see it. So I unsent it. So it's like he didn't see it. So there's no point, like, because in he it sometimes takes him a while to see the messages. So I like unsent it so that he wouldn't see it, and then I sent it again <laughs> for tonight. Because what I'm hoping for is that would be like people would lose their mind if like halfway through the episode you can just be like, oh guys, we've just got someone in the waiting room, and just let in Paul Johansson. <laughs> like boom, look at that. That would be, that'd be insane, go. wouldn't it? Absolutely insane. There's a Patreon perk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch along with one of the stars. Yeah. So. That's insane. Oh, I hope that Who happens. Knows? Let's see. Well, hopefully. I, I think it will. I think it will eventually. Why not? Why not? You might well, do. Uh, who do you want to start with, my man? Well, shall we start at the beginning of the episode? I think we start with Brooke and Felix. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, so in this episode, we can kind of cover them together because they pretty much have their whole episode together with, with you know, some exceptions um, where they sort of cross over with Anna and Lucas. But that's pretty much that square, isn't it? It's that square of relationships there. It's not a triangle, it's a square because there's four of them. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's becoming difficult and more tense. So we already know that uh, in the previous episode, Lucas had said to Anna, I can't be with you. It's just not right. I'm not feeling it. And I think we're all feeling that, to be honest. It it just doesn't seem to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes to someone's door and the person's door that he goes to is Brooks. But Brooke is with Felix and Felix is kind of opening his heart to her, letting her in and says, I want to be more. I, I want to be there for you i I don't want to be just the with benefits side of things i want to 
I want this. I want a relationship. And that this is where we start off the episode. Um, and then kind of Lucas walks away and does his bit, but we'll, we'll cover him when we get to him. And uh, yeah, they're in the room. They're having their moment together. I'm not really sure why the door's wide open. I mean, left open. I mean, it's just started raining. That just seems a little bit careless. Um, You're going to get mildew. You're going to get damp. I know. And, she, you know, she, it's not as if she's got money coming in to be fixing these things like she <laughs> used to have before. It's just, you've got to start taking care now, Brooke. You've got to start being careful. She's thinking, parents are going to sell the house. Fuck it. Give them mold and mildew on the way out. <laughs> take take that, new owners. Yeah. Take a couple of grand off the total price. <laughs> How's your market? It's a bitch. <laughs> you're going to need to replaster these walls. I tell you now. <laughs> um, but then they kind of immediately jump. So this is something you mentioned when we were doing the live watch along: is how quickly this episode jumps from problem to resolution, or problem mm. to the next day, and something happening about it. And yep. and I hadn't really considered it when we were watching it live, but when I rewatched it, I actually thought. Yeah, you're you're right. It's, it seems to be that an issue crops up, and then we're into the next day, and it's being sorted. And then another issue crops up, and we're into the next day, and it's being sorted. And what I couldn't work out is if we're watching the different timelines of people's day into the next day. So it's only over one night and into the next day, and it's just the different timelines. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of what I took from it. I'm not sure if that's if you felt the same. Yeah, I think that sounds right. I, I just it it seems it's not normal. It's not they how they traditionally do it, and it feels a bit pointless. Like why? Like there's no tension there. Like for example, uh, Lucas um, is with Jules at the bar, sees that Dan has called her, and then the very next scene, Lucas is at her front door confronting her about it, and it's like, well, normally this would be an episode later or this would be or there'd at least be other scenes in between it's not it's not building any suspense at all i mean you when i brought it up on the live watch you said that you know that that looks like that's but they've probably done it that's where the commercial break is and i agree that's true so maybe it's suspenseful enough to bring you back after the commercials but at the same time they usually seed these things for the long road and it just felt like they wasted that like that could have been there could have been some turmoil for Lucas over what's been happening or I don't know. I am. Um, yeah. I think people have said that the last episode was the mid season break, right? Yes. Be- be- because there were no credits for this episode. Mm-hmm. So all the credits were rolling at the bottom and it was just the previously on one tree hill, which had to skip forward. And I always look to get to the Lucas walking over the bridge as the credits start. And then it immediately went into the episode. So there was, there was no, beginning credits on this one so i assume it was a we've had a three to six month gap we need to get in as much you know of what's happened over the last season so that it as a reminder and then carry on with it and then kind of yeah chug things along kind of tie up some loose ends in this episode and then we can move on from episode 12 maybe mm-hmm. yeah that sounds that sounds right it just it just felt a little bit clunky clunky a bit like paint by numbers like connect these dots real quick like a little bit build us up a little bit i i mean i mean we'll talk about it but i i this i don't think this is the greatest of episodes yeah i mean it was okay we'll get to that when we get to the judgments anyway 
Uh, we always yeah. differ on that number anyway, except for the last one. Actually, the last episode was like we were bang on. It is a definite 10. Uh, and it was actually our guest who, who wasn't with us, At which least, is yeah. very unusual. I know. <laughs> we turned it. You turned it with a dance, though. So I, I did. This is this is what had to be done to uh, to get the result we needed. We desired. Um, anyway, <laughs> so back to Brooke and Felix. Their episodes kind of continue. So there's one really annoying bit of the school where Lucas sees um, Brooke goes over to talk and it's kind of, yeah, I want to tell you that me and Anna have broken up and it goes to get the words out, but she interrupts. It, it does. She doesn't quite get the words out. And slightly before that, Felix comes over and says, hey, Brooke. And it's just like, I want to tell you something and gives her a kiss. It just kind of interrupts yeah. just to do it in front of Lucas, just to be spiteful, mm-hmm. kind of gives him a look and then walks off. And then that that's kind of him done for that scene. And then Brooke's like, hmm, and... He, Lucas has already questioned the, the necklace and she said oh it's a gift from him because you know we're we're kind of dating now we're not just sort of friends with benefits we're actually dating and we're going to give it a try and she says she's happy and and because Lucas says all I want is for you to be happy and she's like yeah I'm happy so he's like oh okay and you can tell there's disappointment in his face because the, the only reason that I can see him approaching is to say hey i've split up with anna and i i really like you the reason i've done that is because i've worked out i've kind of sorted my brain out and you're the one i want but now yeah. she said no i'm I'm with felix and i'm happy he's kind of gone oh, okay and has got to take a step back yeah i mean and, and he did though to be fair to him like it's not like he continued to push it um but yeah i think you described that perfectly I, the the Lucas and Felix contention and tension, you could say, does continue in this episode. You were shocked, in fact, at one part. Um, like, you actually let out a gasp. Yeah, on, I, I think the, like... um, the actually the next time we see Felix is on the river court, right? From this scene. Right, yeah. Um, he kind of, he'd said to Brooke, oh, I'll see you after, which is like, see you after school, but... Um, the next time we see him is on the river court when Lucas is there and he confronts him, says Anna's at home crying. It's all because of you. Um, and, you know, us as a watcher, we know it isn't. But Lucas doesn't actually know it isn't. It, you know, he's, he still thinks it is or potentially is. And I think quite rightly, he says it's none of your business. But mm. also from Felix's point of view, it's his sister. So you mess with his sister, you kind of mess with him. So I, I don't have a sister I'm sure you know there'd be an element of being protective if I did so I can kind of understand it but maybe not to that extreme but he he goes well basically says this is it this is this is what I've come here to do and he he smacks him in the face Chad the Lucas Lucas gets a a good one back Lucas takes a punch you know he takes takes a bit of a hit and uh he smacks him back and knocks him down knocks him on knocks him on his ass of course he does (laughs) Of course course he does. does. Take then a he... seat, you mug, you muggy slag. <laughs> Sit down before I put you down. You understand me? <laughs> Yabba dabba doo, bitch. <laughs> he gets on top of him to kind of pummel him, like like we saw with. Um, it's almost reflective of what he did to Nathan in the classroom, wasn't it? And he got on top of he him, did. and then we don't know if the teacher stopped it or not. But you know, he's he's above him, and he goes, "Do you know what?" going to take the high ground i'm going to show him some mercy but that's not the cobra kai way 
Felix Mercy does not exist in this dojo. <laughs> Felix must be part of Cobra Kai because he gets up and he like hits him over the head again. And this is the gasp moment. This is when Lucas goes down, his head hits off the table. I actually thought it looked quite good. It looked quite realistic. Thinking, wow. It sounded, sounded it as well. It's like cranium on wood. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking, I, I kind of went into an elaborate, okay, he's going to end up at hospital and this is going to happen, that's going to happen and we're going to find out this and Brooke's going to find out and it's all going to go haywire and crazy. But it didn't. It didn't. It didn't happen. What I really didn't like is that uh, Felix then took the extra pussy bitch uh, manoeuvre and, and kicked him while he was down. And that's yep. that's a scummy thing to do, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. That's on a, that's on a par with spitting at someone. Yeah. My spitting is horrible. Horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> I've been spat out and bitten by the same person. But... <laughs> is it your dog? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that sounds really bad. And it was at it was at work. It was uh oh, okay. Uh, someone yeah someone went into we, it's called crisis if someone goes into crisis yeah uh and you know sort of uh becomes aggressive and uh yeah she was spitting she she was spitting and then she mm. bit me through my clothes i had a hoodie on and a t-shirt and uh and i had teeth marks on my ribs like an actual bite mark i had to go to I had to go to like the hospital to make sure i had like all my jabs and everything but uh wow yeah it's all good war stories man it's yeah. all... <laughs> but then the next day you come in and it's a clean slate it's start again yeah we start again yeah back, back to normal that's that's it. back to that's, normal that's that life isn't it well it's just it's sad it's it's like it's all all behavior is communication you know so this is someone that has gone is you know is is unable to communicate in that moment and uh you know there's unfortunately been aggressive but it's not there she's not she's she's a really sweet person like you know it's no reflection on her uh it's their way anyway of, it's her way of expressing something isn't it, it doesn't yeah. necessarily know how to control it fair enough it wasn't not personal you know yeah but uh but felix to lucas was personal absolutely <laughs> yeah 100 percent personal I mean, and Lucas does try and say, you know, it's none of your business, kind of just walk away, let's leave it there. And he's he doesn't doesn't do that and hits him. I do kind of feel that Brooke will find out that that's happened at some point, but I'm not sure how that's going to tip the balance. I, I just have this horrible feeling that um, Brooke and Lucas will get a little bit closer and it's going to make Felix more crazy knowing Lucas's kind of history and background with you know cheating and so on and so forth so we'll make it worse make it more difficult for brooke some somehow you know so you can't see him anymore you know that kind of thing um and, and we'll kind of make her go actually this isn't right you're not you're not for me i i can't see this lasting more than the rest of the season what about mouth how do you think mouth might factor into this because he is in love with brooke as well so how is he going to feel about lucas um i actually think he is going to keep his distance for a little while i think he's kind of he he wasn't in this episode uh, he might appear in the next one you know obviously i don't know 
I'll find out tonight. <laughs> but I, I can't imagine he'll... I, I can't see him being brave enough to say, Lucas, don't date her. Oh, I really like her. Or, Can you please, would you stay away? You, you know, I actually think the way these sort of programs go is that they'll probably end up finding someone who's more of a match for mouth that isn't Brooke. When you said finding, I thought you were going to say, I think they're going to find the bodies in the woods <laughs> and mouth's actually going to go to prison so that takes care of that so imagine if this just became like the ultimate crime thriller like program it's gone from kind of teen drama for a season and a half and then just murder <laughs> maybe it like time jumps and nathan and lucas are like a, a police partnership they're detectives but they're partners like like a Riggs and Murtaugh situation and uh Nathan would be Riggs, I guess. And uh yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah. He's crazed. So <laughs> And yeah, they're hunting Mouth for the death of Jimmy and Ooh. several other missing people from Tree Hill High. <laughs> it sounds like some great fan fiction. <laughs> that we will create. We'll put that together. Well, so what else happens? Uh, Felix takes... We might get some of this out of order, uh, but Felix takes Brooke to dinner and he's sort of flashing the money, isn't he? He's like, you're with me now. Like, I pay for the bill. I buy you... You know, do you want a new pair of shoes? Ha, ha, ha. Debit card, okay? And, I loved uh, I they... loved that clear commercial for the debit card because Peyton has one later on as well and does exactly the same thing, holds it out, and it's like... Mm, almost like It was almost like a joke. It's like, we have to put this in. We have to sh- flash the card. Can you make it really obvious that we're like, yes, MasterCard, we're going to show the fucking card. For, go fuck yourselves, you fucking fucks. Now give us our money because you've sponsored us and we're going to put it into the show. We're going to make another seven seasons out of the, just that little bit of funding that you're all a bunch of C's, really. Wow. <laughs> that, uh, that's really how personal it... vendetta against <laughs> MasterCard. I how don't, much I... MasterCard... How much debt do you owe to Mastercard? <laughs> I have zero debt, my friend, and none. Definitely none with Mastercard. <laughs> You're but, in um, it deep, aren't you? You need I, Mouth and Jimmy to get you out. <laughs> yeah, help me. <laughs> I like Mastercard. I have no issue with Mastercard, but they clearly that was clearly an advert, and it just felt very like, oh, we got to put that in mm. from a directorial point of view. But yeah, fair fair enough. They they were flashing the Mastercard card about, weren't they? Um, was, was it a bit Wayne's World? You know, in Wayne's World, and he's just like, I hate it when people have to, you know, squander the sponsors. And he's like, Pepsi, the taste of a new generation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was almost we've we've broken that fourth wall a little bit, and we're talking directly at the camera. You know, it wasn't far off. Well, just wait, man. There's, uh, I won't tell you what, and it's not a spoiler, but I think it's in. It might be in season three, or it might be in season four. It might go over three and four, but they get sponsored heavy by a drink. I'm Is it not going to tell juice? you what drink. It's an orange juice company, isn't it? Yeah, have, I've the, already told you. One of the guests we've had on has, has mentioned it before. Ah, okay, it's, so it's it wasn't you that mentioned it. Okay, well, it's, it's cool. It's not. It's not a big deal. It's called Sunkissed. It's like Fanta, basically, American yeah. Fanta. Um, and they get sponsored, but it's so, like, even worse than this. Just, like, Peyton would just be at school wearing a sun-kissed T-shirt. That's <laughs> <just read. laughs> nice. Good product placement. Love that. 
Yeah, but it's uh, I like it also when they do it that way, when it's like just shameless, just like, yeah, here you go. Here's your, here's your drink. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep See moving. See you later. Um, let's get back to them. So they, they do go to the restaurant, like you said. What made me laugh is that I had a feeling that he would have paid the bill on day and night. I had a feeling mm. he, he wouldn't have... Um, he wouldn't have risked it. He wouldn't have let her risk it for whatever reason. But um, I thought, oh, maybe he did seem like a bit of a dick. So is the kind of thing he would do. So I was like, oh, fair enough. He hasn't paid. She's got to run. That's pretty funny. But um, him saying, yeah, of course I paid. You know, I thought, oh, okay, fair enough. That explains it. Okay, fair. You know, maybe he's a slightly less horrendous guy than than you would think because he wants her just to feel that pressure and that energy and that rush. Actually, he's paid for it all along. He's, he's not going to spoil it by telling you. Um, what made me laugh, though, is that when they first went to that restaurant uh, on dare night, it was, okay, your dare is to try and get us a table at this restaurant. And it's like, this restaurant's booked months ahead, blah, blah, blah. And they're trying to get um, a table, and then it turns out that he'd booked one anyway, like a couple yeah. of weeks before, whatever. And then all of a sudden, they just walk in. It's like, oh, let me take you to dinner. And they, they walk in and get a place straight away so i wasn't sure what what was going on there must have been a week night must be like a slow night tuesday night so tuesday yeah i was thinking tuesday <laughs> two for one on a tuesday special <laughs> menu <laughs> get a voucher from online you know tuesday slow have got, night have you got a taste card <laughs> you can use that on a tuesday <laughs> you got okay. nectar points you can use your nectar points here okay <laughs> collect them supermarket yeah <laughs> good and they they have their discussion at the table anyway don't they um i'm just going to keep moving on they have their discussion at the table which is basically felix says i'm not buying you i'm not trying to buy your love and attention because brooke's very quick to say i can't take the necklace i can't take all this i can't take the fancy meals and the clothes and stuff like that because the only reason my mum got with my dad is for money, because he had money and he was flashing the cash, and and it, that's it. Just went from there, and their relationship has never been a good one. And you can kind of see the effect it's had on her because she doesn't have a good relationship with her mum, you know. So so we kind of it's implied, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. uh, or inferred, one of the two. And um, Felix says, "I'm not going to be like that. I'm I'm in this." I'm, I'm genuine i want you to have it because it makes me happy to see you wearing the necklace that, that's when he goes to she comes around to his house again later on in the evening doesn't doesn't she she mm-hmm. said she can't sleep and she's struggling he's like stay here and she's like oh, i'm not i don't i'm not in the mood and he's like no 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 just just stay just stay the night and so that's when the okay yeah okay fine i will and she uh, i think she does stay the night she keeps the necklace and it becomes more of a about connection rather than erection. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Didn't really know how to explain that, to be honest. (laughs) You explained it word perfect. (laughs) I I think that he has some redeeming qualities. Like when he's doing this stuff with Brooke, it's quite, it's sweet. It's nice. Like we like it. But the horrible douchebag, like garbage that he does just far outweighs the the redeeming part so he on the scales of justice it still wanders in the balance of him being a prick so that's 
but he does have a couple nice things about him but he's also you know horribly homophobic horribly um possessive jealous threatened by lucas you know obviously and um Oh, arrogant a... thinks he owns the world so it's like he, he's a dick but mm. he has a couple nice things about him so we can give him a couple nice things like he's being nice with brooke but he's still a douche i mean he's such a total piece of shit that when he is being genuine you can't help but feel that it's false so yeah. when he is with brooke and he's being i'm, I'm always thinking where's the you know where's where are we gonna cross the line there's gonna be a point where He's actually just going to be a complete twat. You know, he's going to start, yeah. you know, I don't know what he's going to do. You know, start Manipulation being a... or yeah. the catch or something, yeah. Yeah, or, t- you know, trying to turn all Brooke, Brooke against her friends, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. that kind. Of, that's the sort of thing that kind of feels like it's coming, but we'll see. I don't know. Agreed, agreed. Well, should we, should we move over to Nathan? And Haley and Taylor. Yes, let's let's absolutely do that. What oh, a str- this is a strange boy. little triangle, isn't it? So strange. Oh, and Chris, we Chris is in it a little bit. Um, <laughs> fucking prick. <laughs> got a healthy head of hair though, according to Jake. So <laughs> scrawny a with a guitar, healthy head of hair. Like uh. Speaking of which, quick side tangent. Dom, have you seen the new Mighty Ducks yet? The new the TV show? No. Oh, man. I watched the first two, and it's so good. I really like it. But there, so that's, there's a recommendation for our listeners. But the reason I say it is because there's one character in there that's got like long hair. And it's sort of, you know, like a good head of hair. And he says, God bless me with a good cabbage of hair. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Emilio Estevez in it again. Still, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's got Cobra Kai uh, elements to it, vibes. Yeah, like kiddie, sort of like a more family version of Cobra Kai. Uh, okay, it's, um, it's cool. Coach Bombay, yeah, of course. Nice. <laughs> Not even a has been. You're never, <laughs> You're never was. was. <laughs> what a line! So deep, so, so deep. deep cutting him deep <laughs> oh god i love that movie check out our so, mighty 90s episodes on patreon because we did mighty ducks and it's on there and with, you'll hear that line with averman we had matt doherty a, who played averman in the mighty ducks on that episode with us we had him on twice we had him on for mighty ducks 2 as well yeah love love those movies <laughs> so sorry um so it starts in this weird kind of sequence of looking like Haley's going to get on the bus, right? Uh, are we to think this was like a daydream? Or how was you reading this on first viewing? First viewing, I'm, I actually missed um, what was going on. For whatever reason, I hadn't quite clicked what had happened because I thought, she's on the bus. She's on the bus, right, that's it. And then all of a sudden she wasn't. <laughs> so I hadn't quite really understood what the hell was going on and then when i rewatched it as she pulls away from the kiss the illusion stops so as she's kissing him she's thinking about her future and what it's going to be like it's almost like a premonition of this is mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen this is how that journey's going to go and this is how i'm going to feel 
And it's almost as if she goes, that doesn't feel right to me. Being on that bus doesn't feel right to me. So the, the kiss stops. She's like, I know this isn't right. And she has to, to get away from him. And he, he kind of turns around and says, you're not ready for this. And it's just like, if she'd said yes and get on the bus, well, oh, you're ready for this. It's just your stupid, stupid, your stupid, self-righteous, dickish way of making her feel like shit. And it's just like, oh, fuck off. Get on a bus and don't come back. Yes, I guess even in her premonition, he was being a dick. He was being a dick. Yeah, exactly. If if, if they're being a dick in a daydream, you don't want to hang out with that person. Simple. Easy Can't as that. even be polite in a daydream. Yeah. If, if that person is in your daydream that you control and they're a tosser, you don't want anything to do with that person. Trust me. <laughs> Stay away. Well, well, and there's a big difference between your thoughts and your actions so it's like planted in our minds that that had happened but it didn't it was her thoughts her actions well her action still was that she kissed chris and that's beyond the line but her action that didn't happen you know she goes home to see nathan or she goes to clear her head or whatever um yeah she sort of disappears and this is where we get the the knock at the door uh nathan's blowing out candles and you know, dinner's kind of ruined, isn't it? He gets a knock at the door. And he's like, where the hell have you been? And it's it's not Haley. It's Taylor? He's, Taylor. He's like, is it... He says one name. Can't remember that name. Says another name. Is, is, it, is it Quinn? No. Is it Val? Oh. Is the other one Val? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> uh, is it Quinn? No. Taylor. Oh. Like, as in... Oh, okay. This is... <laughs> Like, never even heard of you. Yeah, exactly. And she comes, she's wet, she comes straight in, and uh, she, like, bends over to get something or something, and Nathan's looking at, it's like a scorpion, like, above, we've discussed this before, what could be called the tramp stamp area? (laughs) Yes, this this is yet to be named, (laughs) but... We'll call it the lower back slash tramp stamp area. <laughs> no, I think it's known as a tramp stamp. <laughs> I, I'm not. I didn't. I didn't come up with this. I heard it in an Eminem lyric. You didn't like, invent it. You are. You are right. It is I think Eminem thing. was involved. Was Eminem <laughs> involved in the? Sure. Let's say yeah. He said it in a song. Like. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that the song was called White Trash Party. So. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I'm not joking. I will find the part of that song, White Trash Party by Eminem, and I will play that here. She's got a tattoo on me right up off her ass, man. In the streets of Warren, Michigan, we call them tramp stamps. That means she belongs to me. Time to put the damn clamps down and show this hussy who's the man. Now get amped, dance. Now you can do this on your own, but everyone knows and no one likes to be alone. So get on the floor and grab somebody. Ain't nothing but a white trash party. Excellent. So it wasn't, I'm not saying tramp stamp. Eminem said it. Marshall Mathers, talk to him. I just, I'm just influenced by the music. Slim Shady himself. <laughs> but Nathan's sort of looking and she says, 
Oh, can you grab that? And you, instantly or, his thinking... Are you going to grab that? So instantly his thinking... She wants him to to grab her... her, her Posterior. Her batty. <laughs> batty. <laughs> oh, my God. We are but, back at school in PE, aren't we? <laughs> Rugby now, boys. <laughs> Shot me, batty. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, Oh no! I love that you're a silent laugher. <laughs> Sorry, I was a silent dying. It's then. a killer, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, uh, but she means the suitcase or grab the bags or whatever. So does she instantly begins though this innuendo flirting between the two of them? Uh, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It's like in one way you're thinking Nathan is like. He's, is he trying to get his own back on Haley in some sort of way? Is he trying to feel validated because he felt insecure because of this Chris Keller stuff? Or, like, because as much as she is the one that is flirting with him, he is allowing it to happen. And now what we've said, it doesn't mean... I wouldn't have thought it would apply here, but it does. His silence is compliance. Like, he's letting it happen. He could have just shut this down, Right. Like the flirting could just be like, hey, you know, I'm married to your sister. Like, can we just just chill out? You know, I mean, what, what are your thoughts? Do you fancy putting some trousers on and stop baby oiling yourself up because it's fucking creeping me out? <laughs> <laughs> That's me asking you. That's not Nathan asking Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put on Instagram earlier. So when we were, I put out about, hey, if, if anyone joins the Patreon today, because uh, we wanted one more to hit this milestone. I said, we, Dom and I will record a personal video of us dancing and send it to you, uh, inspired from your dance for Alicia last week. And uh, and someone joined. Brian, shout out to you. We're going to do our <laughs> dance for you later. And I put on the next bit of the story on Instagram, and I said, well, someone signed up, so they'll be getting their dance video later. I just ordered the baby oil. Let's get it going. <laughs> Excellent. Lather him so, up. <laughs> no, we're not we're not lathering up Brian. We're lathering ourselves up and dancing. <laughs> I meant you. What Lather kind of Patreon up. perk is this? Oh my god. We will come to your house and apply baby oil. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I want gloves. That is I'm like, springing for gloves. That's like beyond all of fame. <laughs> not, not even sure what we call that. Legend. We've got legendary we've... level. <laughs> all people had to do was give us a five star review to be able to come put your mum in a headlock. We're giving it all now. <laughs> We're not fussy. We're... We'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Chad mask and an oiling up. That's what you're getting. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, God. <clears throat> okay. Christ, maybe you shouldn't have told me you got asthma. <laughs> like, intentionally trying I to make you laugh now. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to get the head uh, inhaler in a minute. Oh, God. Um, okay. What are we talking about? <laughs> tramp stamps. Taylor, tramp stamps, and Taylor and Nathan. I actually, I think you're right about what you said about uh, Taylor and Nathan. I think it's difficult because 
I think he doesn't want to offend her, but he's getting attention, and he's getting to look at, um, you know, a, another version of Haley, essentially. You know, some, and I think he's still in that phase of trying to work out how he knows her, and he's kind of figuring it out, which we find out later on that this is his first, the person that, that, fir- that took that cherry. That was his first bay. <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh God, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's so many bits in this episode that when she comes out of the um, bathroom and she's in a robe, her her top is actually more concealed, and then the camera looks away and looks back again, and it's like complete cleavage. I was just like, how right. how unnecessary is that? I mean, the the boy, he is a boy and he has an imagination, but he's he's getting the full fucking show. What's going on? And she's got her legs out. She's oiling up, and and the beer bottle makes it even worse. It's just like beer commercial. But, I mean, that's one way of like symbolising everything exploding in his underwear, isn't it? It's just ridiculous, <laughs> shocking. All this foam all over the floor. It's just for God's sake, outrageous. <laughs> 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 I've fully broken you. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> Actually broken Simon. I've had a really long week. A really long week. <laughs> he hasn't slept for six weeks. <laughs> I've had, had had asthma for thirty years. He has asthma for thirty years, yeah. <laughs> Struggling through. Oh, I could have been an athlete. I could have been a marathon runner. I was being held back. By my windpipes. <laughs> by, by your supposed hay fever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yes, yeah, so when he drops the beer, it's so funny. Because does she say, like, oh, can't believe Haley got, like, such, like, a hunk or something. Usually I get them first. Is yeah. That what she's, that's, I think that's what she said. And that's kind of what makes him drop it. Because he's like, uh, it's like, oh, shit, yes, I remember. Um, that that has happened but also it's a bit of a shocking thing to say and um yeah a lot of very um the the sexual tension between them is very weird i i i didn't take to taylor very much she just keeps pushing it and keeps trying it like when they're running on the beach she says the reason my ass looks so great is because i run every day and then it's mm-hmm. like oh if i didn't run every day i'd go crazy and she tries to be a little bit normal and then she just immediately crashes back down into flirty kind of sexual innuendo kind of weirdo which is mm-hmm. quite strange. I think if she was just a bit more normal, it'd be okay. But she's she's playing to the the jock side, and she even mentions, "Oh, you're such a jock." You know, at one point when she throws him the beer bottle, and he catches it and looks at it, he's like, "Oh, you're such a jock." It's like, what, what does that even mean? It doesn't even mean anything. It's just it's just so random. But it, she's just if continuously catching, pushing if, it. If catching a beer makes you a jock, then I'm Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> If you threw me a beer, I'm confident I feel like I'd catch it. So. In your wine goblet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More just because I don't want to spill any on the floor. I like, exactly. don't want to clean that up. Yeah. <laughs> the easiest way to not have to clean up a mess is to not make the mess just in the first place, Dominic. Don't make the fucking mess. <laughs> it's not hard, is it, guys? <laughs> oh, anyway. So... They, Hayley, they jump in. They go into the sea. They go into the sea. Well, Hay- they go to Hayley the beach re- house. Haley returns, doesn't she, in the evening? 
and he's like, oh, yeah. where, the, where the hell have you been? And, and it's, they kind of had their little row. Um, he finds out that she was with Chris and she oh, says, God. he's gone, it's over. He didn't mean anything. It's, you know, it's done. But she doesn't say, I kissed him. She doesn't She doesn't admit that actually there's been two kisses. Uh, one was Chris, you know, pushing it on, but she, she didn't stop it straight away in the previous episode. And there was this that, again, Chris kind of pushed it on, but she didn't discourage it. So, you know, I think she's at, at mega fault here. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's kind of made me think that she was, she had this kind of perception of being pure. And now it's like, hmm, you're a bit two-faced with it, maybe. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's kind of made me not like her as much in, in this episode. Mm, I, I agree. It's rough, like, because we've always loved Haley from the pilot. It's like, Haley, you're the best. We love you. And now she's gone into this world of she's mistreating Nathan and she's being super selfish, super selfish. Just a, like a question for you then. Do you think that she previously she's been quite judgmental and now she is just the ultimate, you know, kind of two-faced selfish person because she's done exactly what she used to judge people for? Yeah, it's really hypocritical. Exactly. Yeah, I fully agree. And, you know, people make mistakes and particularly people in their adolescence. So it's not like oh, we have to hold you on this, you know, forever or, you know, at all. But you, we have to see you learn from it and see you progress, you know, and make amends and be honest. So, yeah, it's not like it's it's not like you can't recover. You know, it's not like it's permanent or forever. But it's still not nice to watch. Yeah, definitely agree. But well, back back to the back to the running on the beach. They jump in the sea. She convinces him it's a tradition, and actually she was winding him up. She just wanted to jump in, and then they go to the beach house. Now that this whole time I'm thinking he had keys on him, he might have had his phone on him. He's just jumped in the sea with all that. It's all ruined. It's all destroyed. <laughs> yeah. It's not like now where this shit's waterproof. That's ruined yeah. us. That's somewhere in the middle of the you know, Atlantic Ocean now. He's lost yeah. that. Yeah, that's gone. Really bothered that's me. Gone. I was really upset with that. The combination of sand and the, the how ferocious the sea was and how cold it probably was. And then coming back out of the sea into more sand. That's not good. I like sand. <laughs> icky, icky goo. <laughs> shout out to smart house <laughs> first ever podcast yeah no i agree i didn't think of that before but yeah all of his stuff's ruined it's gone it's done but then he's not he's, like... he's he's earning pretzel money as well cell phones don't grow on trees man it's like the old dan scott days you what? what does he not work for dan scott motors now oh shit yeah he's left the Ooh. pretzels he left gary has that been poor Gary? Has that been addressed? <laughs> has that been addressed? Actually, it hasn't been addressed. The, he's working at the dealership, and Dan's back now. So that must be an uh, awkward dynamic. We haven't got there yet, have we? We haven't actually seen Nathan and Dan together since um, the dance episode. Um, yeah. But even then, they weren't really 
together, whether he was with Deb, kind of ignored his dad. So there hasn't actually been a proper Dan and Nathan scene for a, a long time. It's Dan's mm. focus is seems to be purely on Lucas at the moment. Yeah. So that's we're kind of missing out there. But they go to the beach house, don't they? They they warm up. She then admits that she's she's dropped out of college. She remembers you know their time at the beach house before nathan's kind of you know lost his virginity essentially to to this person and they both agree to keep it secret keep that secret you know so he'll keep her secret if you know she keeps his and that's that's the deal they've they've got um it puts him in a really sticky situation because if he just said to Haley, i've never realized this is your sister um, by the way, this has happened. Yeah, okay, it's going to cause a bit of friction, a bit of tension. Just means she gets kicked out. It's like, do you know what, Taylor? You can't stay here because it's it's going to be a weird dynamic. And then they continue to work on their relationship and build. You know, yeah. but when they turn back up, it's like, oh, you guys finally come home, and she's putting a quiche away. <laughs> don't put that quiche away. <laughs> don't put that away. I've just been in the sea. I'm fucking freezing <laughs> and hungry. So I'm going to warm up. I'm not going to smash that quiche down my throat. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> but quiche is so disgusting. I love quiche. Egg, eggy mess. I love it's an quiche. Eggy mess. Do you have it hot or cold? Ava. It's better hot. Do you, do you remember we actually had this exact conversation with Rudy Lewis? He plays Junior Bevel in <laughs> Cool Runnings. <laughs> and he really liked quiche. And I think I said the same thing. It's just like a... It's like the worst version of pizza that you could ever have. Love quiche. Give me quiche all the time. What's your favourite type of quiche? Got to go for classic quiche Lorraine, right? Bit What's of ham that? in there. Ham and cheese. Oh, okay. It's one okay. you're not, one that you will not have. Not for me. You're a vegetarian. I'm just right so eggy side. though, bro. So eggy. I just enjoy them. You've got to have a good one. You've got to get one with a good base. You need one with a really okay. nice base on it really good uh pastry it's good do you recommend a certain brand or do you know what i'm gonna i'll go on a quiche kind of i'll try and become a bit of a quiche connoisseur and keep just keep trying ones i'll try ones that are veggie friendly and i'll be like give this one a go it's good it's not soggy it's it's got some good depth to it really good base it, i won't do this with it... wine but i like quite happy to do it with quiche this is this to benefit me specifically because you're barking up the wrong quiche tree here, my friend. This is, this is so that I can advise you as best as possible which quiche to try. I can say this quiche is really <sighs> okay. you know, worth a go, and then you've got to at least try it. I'd do the same for uh, you. Okay, what can I tr- what can I do that for with you? I'm sure we'll think of something. I'm sure we'll find types something. flavors of crisps, maybe. I mean, sure. I mean, I don't mind crisps. Crisps are crisps are okay. Crisp are okay. Yeah, I'm not. I like. I get a bit frustrated with crisps in that if they're there, I will eat what? them and I will quite happily eat them all. But then, like, I would never pick them. Pick crisps because they get like stuck in what? your teeth and it's all a bit like ah. Wait, right, just for our American listeners, crisps are potato chips. You what? You don't like crisps? What, no, what do you? I, what, are you no, like no, biscuits? No. Don't you? I do. Like, oh yeah, I like biscuits. I eat a packet of biscuits, but absolutely no. But I will smash them down as well. Give me the quiche. Give me the biscuits. See you later. Job done. Stone what type of biscuits? Any and all. I do like a, a chocolate digestive. Yeah, they're dope. McBee's yeah, classic. Has Red pack be. has to be. 
Is it red? No, they're brown. Brown pack. Red it's, pack's it's... just plain digesters. I'll go for some of them as well, mate. Some of them as well. Rich teas? Rich teas like your weak man's biscuit, isn't it? That's the, that's a one dunk and you're done kind of biscuit. You're not getting any oh, more. Oh, you're, dun- you're dunking these biscuits. I've got tea with my biscuits, of course. I'm not fucking about, mate. <laughs> what are you playing at? <laughs> you slag. <laughs> you muggy slag. <laughs> muggy slag. Go to fuck Can I just... For people that are listening, this is... Uh, this is basically West Ham, which is the football team that Dom and I support. Um, that this is what the fans sound like. It's East London, it's geezers, and they'll open you up if you look at them the wrong way. <laughs> gritty. It's all a bit gritty. When right, so my dad and I before COVID hit, we actually had season tickets. I was mainly my dad is like Dom. He's like a real football fan and West Ham fan. And whereas I support the team, you know, I'm not, I'm more into basketball and it's not, you know, I love it, but it's not like my main thing. But at the moment we are doing amazing. Like I, I can't miss a game right now. It's, <laughs> it's nuts, isn't it's, it? Will, will this ever happen again in our lifetimes? Like West Ham are fourth in the premiership. Yeah, which is, uh, I think has never happened in our lifetime. This is the last time. you, Jesse Lingard. Yeah. The, you. the last time we were this high in the league, um, Tony Cotty was our top goal scorer or something like that, I think. Ah, oh, Tony Cotty. Maybe Frank McAvenny, actually. A- anyway, that doesn't matter. No, yeah, Julian nobody's going to Dix. Julian <laughs> Dix. <laughs> Dixie. But, but anyway, the, uh, the, right, so the first, so we did about a season and a half before COVID hit, and we've given our season tickets back now. Um, but when the first day, that the first game I was going to, I was meeting my dad there and we were sort of working out the routes and how we're going to, where we're going to meet and how we're going to do this. Cause it's like an every other Saturday sort of thing. <laughs> and I'm like walking to try and meet my dad and there's all these West Ham guys outside a pub. And I think it must be like one of like, you know, the pubs, this is the West Ham pub. And I've got a West Ham shirt on cause I'm being keen. Cause you know, I've got a season ticket now I'm keen. And, uh, and he goes, Oh mate, we're all in here. We're all in here. <laughs> Get in here. Come on. <laughs> I, like, I just sort of looked at him like, hello, sir. Okay. <laughs> I just kept on walking. I did a little mouth bobble head. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you get dragged into a pub, like into a gang of West Ham fans that you've never met before. Like you're in deep now. <laughs> I can't lie. If you're, if you're at West Ham and you've got a West Ham shirt on, on game day, you feel pretty well protected. You, you are, you? Yeah, you're safe. Yeah, definitely. You are safe. <laughs> like, it really does feel like uh, uh, there's an army behind me right now just because I've got claret and blue on. So. Basically, yeah. No. I love that. Yeah. So there's a whole film called Green Street with Elijah Wood getting the shit kicked out of him about West Ham, <laughs> if anyone's interested. <laughs> Hooliganism at its finest. <laughs> oh, dear. Gets a tattoo and everything. <laughs> Jealous. I might get one. <laughs> oh, dear. Where's that? Should we Sorry. get back to One Tree Hill? This is one of these episodes where it's like, 
is this the worst episode of the podcast we've ever done? <laughs> so or much is, editing. <laughs> or is it the best? It, it's probably it's probably at points both. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, will you let us know? Jenna, Jenna, I know you're hating this. <laughs> Jenna. <laughs> it's way too Jenna. much content that isn't the show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And we're, and we're like weaving it in so you can't even be happily skip it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to listen to our bullshit. <laughs> but in all seriousness, we love you, Jenna. Jenna gives amazing, amazing breakdown, gives her analysis and everything on the comments. Though she did admit, I didn't question it on Instagram, but Jenna, I question you here. <laughs> Open. She admitted, she was like... You know, this is great. Love this, love this. On the other One Tree Hill podcast that I listen to, they talk about the title of the song and how that interacts and, you know, works in with the episode. And I was like, oh, cool, great. But really, Jenna, what the fuck <laughs> are you doing? I mean, we all, we all want to hear There's about one. Quiche. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Who cares about the There's title one. of the fucking episode? <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> There's one One Tree Hill podcast to listen to. No, 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 no others. We don't want to play that. We're not hearing that. This, 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 your loyalties are here. If you're a Ravens listener, it's like being part of West Ham. You don't go and put a Tottenham shirt on the next day. No. Haley Nathan Taylor dynamic is is going to become incredibly awkward. This is this is where. Haley is desperate to try and get things back on track with Nathan. Although I, I can't help but feel that Nathan's not really done anything wrong. He's questioned her, um, almost like questioned her loyalty. It's not really what I mean, but questions, you know, Chris's intentions kind of, uh, and what her perception of that is and what she's doing around that. Because she, he quite openly in this episode says to Taylor, she doesn't need Chris and all his bullshit and his manipulation. She's fine without him. She will do well without him. But she keeps just going back to him and I don't like it. And I think that's fair. I think that's a fair comment. And he's been honest with her about that. But now she's the one with the secret, you know, and, and is, mm. has lied about something. Um, and we know that someone else knows about it now. We know that two other people mm. know about it now. So it, this is all going to come crumbling down at some point. And I can't help but feel that Taylor is now instrumental in the mix uh, and may cause some sort of difficulty somewhere in that or, or be at the centre of difficulty, if that makes sense. If there was, yeah, totally. And if there was ever a time for Nathan to tell Haley about his situation with Taylor, it would be right now where she's got this Chris thing going. He could just be like, okay... And just put this Taylor thing on the table. <laughs> call well, it a day. Call it even. Did put her on a table a couple of years ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, apparently towels were involved, so... <laughs> well, she knew where they were, yeah. Oh, dear. So much editing. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Did you like Taylor as a character? How are you feeling? At the moment, I'm irritated by Taylor. Every time she's on screen and she's doing the extra flirty, kind of really pushy, kind of innuendo thing, it's it's really annoying. Um, 
I don't need that in my life right now, you know. <laughs> and yeah. I, I think because I want Nathan and Haley to work and I want them to be honest, um, she's a good spanner to put into the works because of the history um, on, on her obvious, you know, relationship and that she's a blood relative of Haley makes that even more difficult. And I look forward to when that comes out and that's revealed because that will happen. I'm convinced that will happen. Um, just obviously you don't know when. Um, I think she has the potential to be a, a really good character. Again, uh, longevity, I'm not sure. She might be one of those that is in it for the rest of the season and then disappears and then comes back again. So it's like, oh, I've got a job in San Diego, so I'm going to go to San Diego. And then she'll come back and go, oh, you know, I've quit. I've got, you know, I'll do another half season and then go and do something else. She She might be a recurring character, I think. Rather than just okay. a steady all the way through. Nice, cool. Okay, should we kind of get should... to the crescendo of that lot then, and like wrap them up? Yeah. So they, yeah. they it's essentially Haley says, Taylor, you need to go. You need to leave. I need to work on my marriage and, and sort my relationship out. And this is where Nathan butts in and says, No, she can stay until she finds her feet, and then and then then she can go. That's it until she gets herself sorted. She's gonna stay. She's family. And he makes that very clear. This is the family thing. And that was a very Dan Scott thing to say. He's very kind of, if you're family, you're, you're in and you we have to be locked in and tight. And, you know, it just kind of felt like he was being the man of the house finally. Mm. He definitely undermined Haley though. Like, because then Taylor was like, he says, but just until you find your feet. And then Taylor's like, yeah, okay, Nathan. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you have to think that he did that as well because they're keeping each other's secrets, right? Yeah, he's got he's got to keep her on board. As as soon as he's you know, says anything that she disagrees with or anything like that, then there's potential for the secret to come out. And actually, mm. if he turned around and said, "Oh, she's quit college." Haley's not going to give a shit. Haley's going to care more yeah. about the other thing, isn't she, really? So, exactly. if anything, she holds all the cards. He just needs to come come clean with it straight away. And yeah, per- like, it's perfect time to do it because they're already having tense, difficult conversations. You might as well just add one to the table and then just blast through it because I don't want them to get to a point where they work out all their problems and then it's all like difficult again when it comes to light. That would be a bit shitty, wouldn't it? Yeah, they need to think of it like a quiche. Just pile <laughs> it on and then throw it over the dom. And he'll smash through it. <laughs> just, and you're yeah. left with an empty plate. And then it's just like, well, your problems are over. Just that foil tray <laughs> underneath. <laughs> just let yeah. put that shit in the recycling. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a new bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right. Uh, where are we going to next? Who would you like to go to next? Should are we, are we the... saying they're finished? Are they done? They're done. You're happy they're done? Yeah. Yeah, they're done. They're done. Okay. Should, should we go over to... The jewels, Keith is in it for like one scene, uh, and Lucas's bit with jewels. So, what do we do? We want to cover off all of Lucas then as well. Yeah, yeah, and get all of Lucas. So, kind well. of Lucas crosses over with pretty much everyone, doesn't he? Except Peyton and Anna. Jake. Peyton and Jake are, are kind of separate in this episode, yeah. so we'll we'll cover them in a minute. So, let's go through yeah. Lucas and his journey. Um, he's at the beginning, he sees Brooke, he's devastated by that. Chucks out a Tennessee Williams quote. I thought that was, you know, good. Someone different this time. Good quote. 
Yep. It wasn't Steinbeck. Um, is it Tennessee Williams that had the I rely on the kindness of others? That's like massively paraphrasing, but that's one of his quotes. That'll probably be yeah. dropped in at some point in a One Tree Hill episode. <laughs> that's that's the sort of quote that gets chucked in. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, he he's going through sort of some weird stages. He's kind of worked out that he still really likes Brooke. He's been honest with Anna and has said to Anna that that's it. We, we need to end it there. And um, he, he reapproaches Anna, doesn't he? And says, you know, I want to kind of talk things out and work it out. And I found it really funny when she calls him an ass hat. I hadn't heard that yeah. for a long time. She's like, you had to be a total ass hat and upset me and this, that and the other. And which I, I found quite amusing, but he's trying to clear the air and calm things down and be like, look, this is just how I feel. It's just, just what it is. And, um, she had the opportunity to be totally honest with him because she's going through some stuff as well. Um, and actually we get there sort of towards the middle of the episode. So after he's been beaten up by Felix, I say beaten up, you know, wrongly, he had a good dig in and he showed, showed mercy. And then Felix got up and sucker punched him basically. Yeah. And then, and then kicked him. Ridiculous. Yeah, Anna wouldn't finds... happen at West Ham, I tell you that now. <laughs> no, there'd be there'd be a mob, <laughs> mob there backing him up. You are, what? What's you playing at, son? What's you playing at? Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Get him, boys. All you'd have to do is go. It's from Spurs. It's from Millwall. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, God, he he'd be in the river, literally. <laughs> yes. He's face down in the river. <laughs> That's the mouth. Yeah. Mouth mouth secretly West Ham. Yeah, Mouth McFadden is West Ham. <laughs> mouth Hammer McFadden. <laughs> the iron. The iron. Um anyway, so Anna, well, Anna, Anna sorry, go on. Right, yeah, and I got oh, I was just gonna say when so Anna reveals to Lucas on the river court that she likes girls, but she also likes uh, boys so it's you know kind of confusing and she's sort of working it out and explains that that's why they left their previous town because of the rumors and Felix was upset because he he enjoyed his life there and I thought it was a really nice moment in that she said that's the first time she's told anyone it was to Lucas and I thought of anyone in this show that is the person that you would tell that to because he's understanding empathetic sympathetic to the points they need to be sympathetic to uh kind just really nice non-judgmental i thought it was a really nice moment and a character moment and i thought yeah that is who that is people can say what they want about lucas but that is something that can't be taken from him yeah i think i totally agree with you there i think you know what um peyton kind of figured it out she kind of worked it out, didn't she? Well, and then she got kissed yeah. by, by Anna. Um, and then it gets really awkward with them. And it, it becomes really difficult because she sort of runs away. And she's like, no, Anna, it's okay. It's okay. And then we have a flash. So I'll, I'll just cover this bit off about Anna. We go to Anna's room the next day. And this is kind of like the resolution point that happens immediately. Yeah. And Peyton turns up and says, I just want to tell you, you know, it's okay. And... You know, we we can still be friends. It's fine. And Anna's like, "Oh no, I don't think we can." And that, that was, like, was crazy to me. Like, what? Yeah. Why? She's being Peyton again. Few, few episodes in a row, 
Really good, really nice, really un. She was being really supportive to you, Anna. What is your problem? Yeah, like... I, I actually think it's uh, uh we can't be friends because I fancy you and I find it difficult. Well, that's fine, but that needs to be explained. You know, yeah. just say that then. You don't need to say no because it seems like it's well because you turn me down or because I'm so embarrassed or who knows. Yeah, exactly. It's just we just got to be open and honest. But she. She hasn't come to terms with it yet. Like she says to Lucas, you're the first person I've said this out loud to. And she makes that very clear. So she hadn't really come to terms with it yet, I don't think. She hadn't quite been mm. honest with herself enough yeah. to be able to yeah. say to Peyton, this is how I feel. So, I mean, fair play to her. It's good that she's got to mm. that point. It's good that they've put that in. It's good that it's in a show that's at, at that year and, you know, the, the age group and the target group. Um, because it's, it's it's an important message and it's important that actually, like you said, that it went to someone like Lucas who went, yeah, that's fine. Okay, great. That's how you feel fine. And actually she apologizes to him and said, I've been making you look like the bad guy because this is the honest truth. And he's like, you know what? Fine, I can live with that. It's not hurting me. So it's fine. I just want you to be happy as well. And actually that's a really, you know, decent, decent point and decent part. Yeah, completely. And and uh, she is working through it. Like, it is a hard thing that she's progressing and transitioning through. And uh, so it feels a bit more, like, real to life, I think, that she's going to mess things up and be a bit all over the place. So, yeah. Lucas actually has a few moments on the river court. He goes through, like, quite a few different emotions because, one, he gets beaten up slash battered by uh, Felix. He has his moment with Nathan which is give me the ball and he's like no I'm not giving you the ball and he's like give me the ball give me the ball they go for that little struggle and he just launches Nathan launches the ball into the into the river I was like well you know what I'm not going to risk death by Karen I'd rather just you know not play and just launch the ball they have a little laugh yeah. about it and then it's like okay let's go and play PlayStation and then this is the this is a really good bit it's kind of Lucas can handle the information Lucas doesn't need to be someone that offloads onto people he can kind of take that information in and in a strange way i feel like that that's that's what i do i tend not to give a lot out about myself but people give me a lot of information and tell me a lot of things and i just retain it it just sits there it doesn't doesn't go anywhere else you know <laughs> why <are you> laughing <laughs> i don't know just <laughs> I just instantly thought of you as like R2-D2. <laughs> like, and then that would make me see 3 po And that's actually... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm worried about things. <laughs> but I, I, I could resonate with this, this part of Lucas in that everyone kind of goes to them with their problems and their issues and they just kind of talk them through it and go, do you know what? It's okay. Things are going to be fine. It's going to be okay. It's the, it's the first time I've kind of really appreciated um, his sort of that character trait in his character because it's it's something that I find uh, in myself quite a lot. Is that a lot of people tell me their problems and tell me their issues, and I try and help them and advise them and talk them through it, and I I don't really ever talk about mine. So, well, yeah. you should, my friend. You 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 are a great sounding board, but uh, you can always talk to me, man, about. Any of these things, I'll bring the baby oil, we'll work it out. <laughs> Grease him up. <laughs> now tell me how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> Nervous. 
Um, <laughs> no, so... In all seriousness, though, you should offload, and you can always, uh, yeah, you can always do that to me, man. So, thanks, yeah. mate. Appreciate it. Yeah, irons. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It... So, uh, well, what else? He that well, this is when he Nathan admits to him that Taylor was his first time and yep. Lucas kind of makes fun of him which is which is quite funny really nice sort of brotherly moment they've had a lot of these lately uh, I kind of think there needs to be some sort of little conflict between them at some point um, coming out it feels like their relationship is going too well and it's too good it's too almost happy. too good yeah so Dan's got to come in at some point shit stay he wasn't really present in the last episode as much and he definitely wasn't in this one um, except for a name on a screen um yeah and that's kind of where lucas jumps to next isn't it so we see jules got a job at the bar you know keith was you know helping her out stuff like that but she's got a job working at the the club practicing making drinks and stuff and lucas is there just having a chat it's all nice and friendly her phone rings and she's like oh can you chuck that over and he sees it says dan's got on the screen and then he has to start questioning it so he goes to goes to her house did you think that was a bit unusual why are you turning yeah. up at you know her house your uncle's well, you've nev- girlfriend's house what's and what's you've fuck? never been there <laughs> you've never been there before exactly. either like, and it's early odd. in the morning she's going for breakfast like <laughs> yeah Exactly. I, th- I think she's sponsored by a lot of cartoon companies, isn't she? She's always wearing Hanna a cartoon. Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. Yes. It's just Tom and Jerry, this one. This, uh, okay. I'm not sure it's Hanna-Barbera. Tom no. and Jerry. But either way, she loves her classic cartoons, so fair play to her. <laughs> Who doesn't? She'll be Who rocking doesn't? a Space Jam one in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Space Jam 2 is out in July, my friend. Yeah. We going? <laughs> to the moon? What? <laughs> to the film. Okay, sure. The yeah. cinema's open by then. Okay. I mean, they're meant to be opening in June, aren't they? If I've had a jab, because, you know, <laughs> be wheezing all over the place. <laughs> I'll give you a jab, son, the West Ham way. <laughs> we'll beat the COVID out of you. <laughs> Only asthma. Get his lungs. <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway. Wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait. So, yeah, he says, she says, oh, it's a credit reference. That's why Dan was calling, which is a pretty good excuse. I mean, I'm assuming she had that on deck already, but if not, that's solid. But not that solid because later Lucas is checked, knows she paid cash, so uh, no credit references. And she she explains that she had a fiance he was abusive physically he left left her in the hospital she was in 150 grand's worth of debt medical bills put an ad out on a website saying she'd do anything legal for money dan answered wants her to make Keith fall in love with her break his heart but the classic but i didn't know i was going to fall in love with him along the way it's such the like the shizzle that like all of those storylines of it was just a game but i fell in love with you you know that kind of thing yeah so, it's classic kind of teen movie 
isn't it? Rather than uh, in this sort of format. But yeah, it added a, a strange kind of dynamic, especially when Lucas goes to tell Keith later on in the episode and kind of goes to say, like, I kind of need to talk to you. And she's there. And he's like, do you know what? Uh, don't worry about it. And I, I wasn't sure whether that was him trusting her in that she's kind of changed and she does like him. Or if that was him saying, I'll come back and talk to you later. So it'd be interesting mm. to see that, that his his next interaction with Keith. Okay. So we'll we'll see what happens there. If we go over to, we've got Peyton, Jake, Karen, Andy. Yeah. Uh, and Deb yeah, Anything slightly. else? Anything else on Lucas? Uh, just trying to think. No, not really. I don't think so. Shall we go over to Peyton and uh, Peyton and Jake? Yes. So, it, tell us about it. it. Starts with the drug dealer with Rick and the small dick, right? Rick with his tiny dick. Yeah, he's there, and Jake appears, kind of like quite heroically saves the day basically says go fuck yourself rick and he's like oh high school girls tiny dick fucking high school girls and walks off and she's happy to see jake absolutely hammers it down with rain um and then uh where she wakes up doesn't she she wakes up in her bedroom looks at the clock and it's like 138 so nobody i've got a theory now that nobody is allowed to to sleep beyond 2 a.m it gets to, to like near 2am and they have to be awake mm, like a weird just... zombie town yeah because none of them sleep it's outrageous and then she looks over and Jake's just watching her anyway so he's not sleeping <laughs> I mean at least he's got an excuse he has a baby so he's probably used to being up mm. all night um, True. but he doesn't need to be like staring at her that's creepy um, that's yeah we're fully, we're fully clothed in the bed as well we're fully clothed. We're not even in the bed. We're just on top of the covers and stuff. But you know, terrible. But Jake, Jake gets to the bottom of of everything and says, you know, was that a drug deal? What what's going on? I, I don't understand. And she said that she's gone through some bad times. She did coke once. Um, she she regrets it. She feels really sad. She she had some really like down moments, and there was no one there. And um. You know, he says it must have been major for Lucas to phone my cousin in um, Savannah to then get in touch with me to to come back. So, I mean, fair play to Lucas. He didn't know where he'd gone, but he'd managed to to kind of work it out and track him down. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And, you know, did the right thing. And we get to a point with, you know, Peyton is kind of really opening up to Jake and they're becoming closer. And she is like, you know, he says he's going to sleep on the floor and she's like don't be stupid just get on the bed and they're kind of lying there fully clothed as well again on you know on top of the covers it must be one very cold and two very uncomfortable so uncomfortable um, you know you've got underwears wedged now all over the place like I mean they were in the socks. rain in those clothes <sighs> so damp the smell the smell just the damp smell alone is enough there's still cocaine all over the bathroom. Like it's it's a mess. What's your dad gonna think when he comes home? Exactly. Um so uh Peyton 
uh, asks him to stay again. He says he's going to have dinner with his folks and he's going back to Savannah the next day. But she says, can you stay the night? Just, just, just to sleep or whatever, like a sleepover kind of, it's, it's comforting for her. And I think that's nice. She's found someone that she can be truly comfortable with because this whole time she's always had this wall and this front and been really difficult. And the last couple of episodes, she's really stood up and been very, um, you know, on the righteous side of things, but not, not kind of self-righteous and a dick about it. She's been like really good and really sort of stood up for, for people's rights and people that can't stand up for themselves. And it's actually nice that she's now kind of reaching out to someone else and being, being true and being herself. And she's not having to hide anything and she's not telling things through her artwork. She's actually speaking about it and she's getting it out there. And Jake is this person that she can do that with. And that's, it's nice that she's got that. Yeah, good call. And uh, there's this whole back and forth about it raining, it's raining, and then uh, towards the end they decide that they're going to go and get Jenny because Jake was working all of these like horrible jobs and worried that Nikki was going to come back and Peyton saying well, that Peyton and Brooke had sent Nikki to Seattle and he was saying that he'd printed out her first email to him that was saying, you know, that her hopes and dreams were that he was okay or that she could come, he could come home one day or something like that. And uh, what was it, Dom? Uh, it was, it, you were along the right lines, I think. It's just literally, I, I hope and dream that you and Jenny can be here with me one day, you know. Okay. And he was saying that he would read that and that would give him inspiration and calm would wash over him. And he's saying if he can get that from reading it on some paper, then what would he get? from seeing her in real life and uh yeah and so he says let's go get jenny and come home they get into her car top up or top down top down i don't think it's going to rain today need to get the beef jerky these are nice moments what did you think of all of this yeah really good and it's i actually quite like the fact that jake's coming back um i think he adds again a, a a different dynamic to it he was a really good influence on lucas i think he'll be a really good influence on peyton um yeah i really like him being around so him being away for those few episodes i don't know whether he had something going on or if this was always the plan for one tree hill but yeah i'm pleased jake's back nice excellent so we'll see how that goes forward and then we've got karen and andy so this was an interesting turn of events uh she Karen tries to call Andy, he's in New York, and uh, a woman answers and says he's in the shower. She thinks that he's having an affair, basically. Andy comes to see her at the cafe, and she basically confronts him about it. He's like, well, look, I'm not proud of this, tries to explain. And she says, okay, look, we're done. You're the professor, I'm the student, and that's it. And then it moves over to him in class. And what happens here, Dom? He explains that um, he wrote greed on the, in the first his first lesson. Actually, that he then wanted to talk about uh, a day in particular where he was doing really well. He was, you know, stockbroker on dial, and he was like going to phone him and, you know, basically tell him to put money on this, put money on that. I had thirty-one million in liquid assets. You know, kind of high rolling day. Everything he was saying was going right, ticking all those boxes. Everything was great. And then, bam, he hits hits a lady um, with his car. 
as he's driving. He's doing all that while he's driving. He hits her, completely changes her life. Um, she's paralysed? Yeah, I think paralysed, yeah. Paralysed by the accident. And as a result, he has kind of been, been supporting the family and he visits them twice a year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, which... I mean, it says a lot about his character, actually. It, it kind of warms you to him a lot more because he's already a pretty nice guy. And, you know, although he has a lot of comments about, you know, being rich and this is, I could buy this and I could buy that. It's all kind of a bit tongue in cheek, I suppose. But this is the this is the first real episode where you kind of warm up to him because he's like, I made a big, big mistake. I fucked up royally. I ruined someone's life, potentially ruined someone's life, or drastically, drastically changed their life, um, in a in a way that they never would have expected. And I want to do right by them and support them and support her child as best as I possibly can. And I, he's built a relationship with them, visits them, and I, I think that's great. And he, you know, it's he, she says on the phone, "Oh, we got the same cell phone that he's bought us." and uh, I thought it was mine. That was all, and and it it feels like a nice thing. It doesn't it doesn't feel like charity or anything like that. It kind of feels like I've done wrong in the world. I I need to put it right. I need to rebalance my my karma. Mm, I think that's really good. Amends. Yeah, yeah, but but Karen's whole episode is very much the jump to conclusion and the blame game. Deb approaches her and says, "Like I'm really sorry. Uh, I shouldn't have." you know slept with Keith or whatever and she's like I'm not even bothered that you did that I'm bothered that you lied about it and I kind of think she's like blowing things a little bit out of proportion it's like okay Mm. it's not as if she's lied to you about a transaction or she's lied to you about something related to the business she's lied to you about sleeping with Keith because she didn't want to upset you hurt your feelings Uh, although she shouldn't have lied because you know we shouldn't there was there wasn't any malice intended I think in Deb's Mm. lie it was it was there to protect and Karen is very quick to jump to conclusions in this episode which is exactly what she does with Kieran and then she has to eat what she calls crow but I would have called humble pie I don't really get the crow reference did you get this I didn't get that either yeah. I didn't get that either you so... just called uh, Andy Kieran I love that oh sorry that was I didn't even notice before you slip <laughs> no I like that yeah she yeah uh, they it's actually turkey on Swiss, she says, and they have the sandwich, and that's awesome. It's very good. So let's go into Judgment Land. But before we go there, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and you want to help support us, then check out our Patreon. You can check that out at ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through hoops, but they also go through nets. Ravenshoops.net. So we're also on this push at the moment for ratings, okay? So people that are with us on our on our live watch-alongs, they know we have a target. We're trying to hit 200 ratings by the time we have finished our whole run of the podcast. We're currently at 65. That's not bad. That's a season and a half, Dom. Not That's bad, so right? I'm happy with that, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? I'm not happy with it, Dom, because I want 200. Oh, 200. <laughs> Dom yeah, has we... some advice. Tell 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 the people your advice for how they can help us get these additional ratings from potentially within their own homes. 
I mean, it's it's really easy, guys. It's really, really easy. What you do is whoever you live with or you're close with and friends with, uh, please, you know, remain safe and within the bounds of the law. But find their phone, pick their phone up. And I think we worked it out as about three or four taps. Yeah. You take their phone, unlock the phone, you, you know, just wave it in their face if it's a face unlockable one. You know, if you know their code, if you know their code, even better, type their code in, go to the podcast app, type in Ravens One Tree Hill Podcast mm-hmm. and give us a five star rating off their phone. If possible, maybe write a couple words. Sure. About Chuck us in a little review. Is. What what I will say is, is um, what we have we have one uh, Hall of Famer, right, Marine? Yeah who has been brilliant with that she's she she there's six people that live in her household including herself and she ran around and just just did, did all of them she's like yeah give me your phone she literally walked into a room and give me your phone and, and just did it <laughs> and that that is absolute super commitment from from one of our listeners and, and is very very much appreciated and we're we're doing it because we want people basically to see our name first when they look at look up one tree hill so they type in one tree hill our podcast doesn't come up first and that that's all we want is we just want our mm-hmm. podcast to come up first uh, and that's that's what people are going to see and then it will spread the ravens you know love and joy for for other people that's that is completely the reason and i <clears throat> i am an incredibly competitive person um dom you know this this is this is a fact we played video so games our whole life growing up <laughs> like it's it's a thing i have to win so it's um it's more just like there are other one tree hill podcasts there are two other one tree hill podcasts that we respect yeah <laughs> there's only two worth mentioning that's <laughs> what you're saying <laughs> Rivercore tree hill talk you know we have love for both of them i don't mind being third second to either of them but at the same time you know neither of them are going anymore so let us let us take that place just while we're running just while we're current you know when we finish they can go back up there but for now come on but any other one tree hill podcast baloney absolute (laughs) baloney if we're beneath them you heard it here first dom what kind of meat is it fucking baloney baloney (laughs) what kind of meat is baloney is it kind of like salami I don't know. <laughs> we don't. We don't really get it. Here. It's kind of like salami, right? It's fun to say. Say it. Baloney. <laughs> My man named Tony with the baloney. No, for real. So please, and and, and it also it, it helps more people get involved in the podcast. And like what we've said from the beginning, the point of starting this podcast was because. I've never had anyone to talk to about One Tree Hill, so I forced Dominic into doing this with me. <laughs> and then from that, a beautiful thing is now there are, you know, hundreds of people that we get to talk to about One Tree Hill, and people are able to talk to One Tree Hill without us. You know, we, uh, you know, we have other listeners in the community, and so we want to expand upon that. So yeah, please, you know, borrow someone's phone, say to someone, hey. You may not know One Tree Hill, but this podcast, I enjoy it. Hopefully you will too. So yeah, appreciate you. Dom, Judgments. Who was your favourite performer of this episode? 
Wow. I think I'm going to have to give it to James Lafferty. Okay. I've really been thinking about this one, and it was it it was difficult. It was between um, Chad and him, and I might have oh. to change my mind. Oh. Chad had a really good episode. To be fair, he is a good actor, Dom. But J- James also had a good episode, so I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to. I'm going to give it to Chad Michael Murray on this episode. Okay. So why Chad over James then? What swung it for you? I actually think there's an array of emotions and all sorts of things that he, he goes through. He gets, you know, beaten up. He has, he's dealing with um, the the heart issue. His friends won't play basketball with him from before. Um, Nathan won't play basketball with him in this episode. Uh, he's trying to kind of reconcile with Anna, takes the brunt of her issues. And I, I think there's just so many things that happen on the course of this episode that, you know, Chad Michael Murray does portray and put across really well. You know, he, he has that difficult moment of should I shouldn't tell Keith. Um, and that came across really well. Um, just the whole thing that the complicated situation with karen and how he's treating his mum there but you know i'm not saying i agree with the, the character i'm just saying that it was played really well um and then james lafferty kind of played dangerous sort of horny teenager so i kind of think that's probably not as much um as difficult for him as you know it might have been for chad so yeah i'll go for chad on this one what about you my man Nice. Um, I am going to... Uh, it's difficult. I'm going to agree with you. I want to put honourable mention out to Andy. I enjoyed uh, Kieran Hutchinson's performance. He wasn't in the episode enough, but I enjoyed his uh, demeanour and speech when he was in front of the class, when he was you know, explaining his story. I thought that was really good. Um when he's making but, his point, it's, it was a really good scene. He's a really good actor. He's like really natural. It feels like like you're actually watching someone in real life. It is really good. But, I, but yeah, I'm going to go with Chad for the same reasons. Um, who is your favourite character? Actually, I, I, I will say Nathan for this one. Um, because... I've I've really really grown to like Nathan, particularly over the last um, few episodes. But mainly, you know, since he started dating Haley, he's actually become better and better and better. And and as a performer, I actually think you you know James Lafferty has improved. I think you can see a definite improvement in the in the way he he does things and he performs. Um, but I actually think just just as a character, he desperately wants things to be right with Haley. He desperately wants chris to fuck off well which i'm pretty sure we, we i'm pretty sure we all do he desperately wants taylor to to disappear and he wants the world to kind of either eat him up or eat her up to, so that this little secret um that they've got it isn't revealed and yeah it's all a, it's all very uncomfortable he does discomfort really well but yeah i think he was my favorite character of this episode yours nice I'm going to double up with Lucas, but for the reasons that we talked about earlier, like I thought he was 
so great with Anna in this episode and the way that he received the information, non-judgmental, supportive. Yeah, I just thought he was really good in this episode. He was the, the silent hero of Peyton as well. Although Jake was the one that returned, he was the one that made that happen. So, Yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. What about your favourite line? I'm going to have to refer to my notes to see what I wrote down, if that's okay. Of course. Exactly. There's a really good line from, from Peyton in this episode where she says, don't be afraid to be who you are. Um, that was a really good line. Um, she she's actually had some really 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 powerful moments in the last sort of two or three episodes, um, and you know go, heading into the watch along as well. I'm sure she's, um, but when we see her again, um, she'll have like a, another strong episode hopefully because she's actually been really good. And now with Jake back, it's kind of like when Larry's back, she's a bit more positive, a bit more upbeat. So hopefully she'll be like well on it and fun to watch. You know. Um, yeah. yeah, I'll go with that line. Don't don't be afraid to be who you are. I think that's a, definitely a good line. She's much better when she's supported. Definitely. Mm. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna say it's a bit it's a bit of a cliche line, but I liked it where she said Peyton said to Jake, um, he said top up or top down, and she said top down because I don't think it's gonna rain today. And obviously, she was meaning it. it's like a double entendre of that she's feeling better and that's nice because she has had a rough episode she had her or rough you know run of episodes she had her mum's dress that she gave her you know stained and ruined she's sort of pressured into drugs and you know all sorts and been labeled and mistreated and bullied in school and suspended and you know she she needs a break for god's sake give this girl a break <laughs> so yes no rain on Peyton. so that's good uh did you have a favorite song uh i i couldn't identify any of the music unfortunately in this one i i do i don't know i, I couldn't pick one out that was either familiar to me or one that i was able to catch so uh i might have to go on your better judgment for this I'm going to go with the song that was doing the montage at the end. Um, I thought that one was really good and it sort of fitted in. You know the one I mean? Of course, yeah. Okay, cool. I'll go with that one as well. Nice. Favourite background performer? Uh, There was a guy that really stood out to me (laughs) and he's been in my head the whole time since we watched the episode. But when Felix goes to kiss Brooke, at the school well, you know they're standing by that there's a pillar in that walkway that yeah you've told me is like a library now however but there's a yeah. guy standing just like just in shot right behind where between felix and brooke and he's just wearing this i think it's like a black cap with like, a logo on it but he's really fucking tall so <laughs> 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 he just seems really tall and he's just standing there and i thought he caught my eye and i think i'm gonna pick him he's gonna be my my favourite background performer. So I'm going to pick him. <laughs> Did you notice anyone? Nice, good call. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the person that was sat next, sat next to Karen uh, in on the, during the lecture. That stood out to me again. So, <laughs> Well, it stood out to you last time. It stood out to me this time. <laughs> I bet that kid was going, well, he's directing all of this at you, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> hope you're paying attention, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you selfish bitch. 
there's other people in this classroom too, Karen, for fuck's sake. You think I don't want to pay for an education? I think my parents are paying this for me to just watch you get educated, Karen. What the fuck's wrong with your hands? Day and night education. <laughs> she needs day and night hand cream, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that oh. AM, PM, Nivea. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. what's funny is my hands are actually really messed up at the moment from uh continuous like hand washing they've actually bled bled like my wife was like i had Stop to put it <laughs> oh god <laughs> the sneeze finally got him <laughs> he's had asthma for 33 years had no idea <laughs> gets killed by a sneeze <laughs> i do that sometimes to luna so for context luna is my dog and sometimes i sneeze and i pretend that it's killed me like i like go back like completely dead and i like wait for a second and then i feel and she like jumps on the sofa and would just start like frantically like licking my face it's really sweet but i probably shouldn't worry her like this I think it's because she's she's moistening you up to eat you. <laughs> she thinks, oh, brilliant. <laughs> Fresh meat. <laughs> Gives it a second. Definitely gone. Excellent. Yeah. We'll avoid the lungs this time. <laughs> They're no good anymore. <laughs> They're rotting. I mean, it was such love. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. But, um, okay, what were we saying? Uh, we were doing our judgments of this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You was picked that... you picked your favourite background performer. Performer was the one that was sitting next to Karen. Oh uh, yeah, oh, we went on the rant about Karen. <laughs> How typical! <laughs> How ravens of us. <laughs> so... <laughs> Karen. <laughs> we st- someone. No one sent us their message tone yet. Come on, people, pick it up. Pick up the slack. One person make that a message tone. It's been like three episodes. And if you're not going to make it a message tone, take other people's. Make it their message tone. (laughs) (laughs) Marine, when you're going around to the house next time, make that everyone's message tone. (laughs) That'd be hilarious. Group chat them so they all get it at the same time. Just me going, Kara, Kara, Kara. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. If there is a Karen that's listening, then this is perfect for you. In fact, Karen, if you're out there... Reach out to us. We want to speak to you. We, we want to. We want to talk we to Karens. We want. Yes. Okay. Let's go into the rating of this episode. Standard questions. You know what I'm going to ask. Firstly, is that a dolphin on the shelf behind you? He's <laughs> always there. I love that dolphin. Yes. <laughs> for for anyone that watches along of our live watch alongs, next time. Look out for the dolphin. It's on a shelf over Dom's right shoulder, screen left. And uh, that dolphin has been there the entire run of the podcast. <laughs> what is that dolphin's name? Uh, it actually belongs to my brother. This is my brother's okay. like dolphin and was just named Dolphin. Is it like a childhood thing? Uh, yeah, I think he had it from when he was fairly young like it's not like it's not like, like from when thing. he was 12 or something like that it's not like precious it's not like is it a thing that like 
could it become some sort of mascot for the podcast that by the end of the podcast it gets like raffled off to a listener or something or is it like a family heirloom at this point we we couldn't give it away there's no way we could give the dolphin away what if you like i'll find something else we could dolphin (laughs) just start cutting up conspiracy (laughs) (laughs) yeah just got caught in the net (laughs) (laughs) had no option yeah (laughs) i just had to (laughs) what else have you got (laughs) so we can um i've got a load of kitchen rolling here oh do you know <laughs> okay does anyone <laughs> want dom's kitchen roll you know we were talking last night uh to the patreon fam about uh at the end of the episode and we were talking about things that we could do and uh mike shout out to you mike was bringing up about birthdays and things uh, and I was, so we were saying that we can do birthday messages personalized to our patrons. We were saying that I would wax my chest, you were going to wax your chest. We're both going to put baby oil on our chest and then rub our chest together while singing happy birthday <laughs> to the patron. What, right? What? What's funny? It is correct, yes. <laughs> it actually made Tammy cry. <laughs> July the 12th, I know what I'm getting at. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me know your availability. Yeah. <laughs> but so we're going to start doing that. So I'm going to put a post out on Patreon to let people give me your birthdays if you're comfortable to. And I'll put them in a spreadsheet and then uh, Dom and I will do you personalized videos. We we won't we won't do the chest baby all thing unless you really want that. We can just, you know, politely we can sing to you all kinds of things but i was thinking don what about this what if at each different patreon level if someone's been a patreon for one for one year on the 12th month right if they're at the junior varsity level then they can select any sticker from our merch store and we will send it to them for free as like a happy anniversary. Thank you for your support for the last 12 months. At the varsity level, thank you very much. You supported us for 12 months. You pick any t-shirt you want from our merch store. We send that to you. And then at our Hall of Fame level, if you've been with us for 12 months, you see the pattern here. Pick any hoodie you want. Yeah. We'll, send that. we'll send that to you. Hoodie or sweatshirt. Yeah, hoodie or sweatshirt. And we can add more designs Tahani is doing a bobble and squint design. That's Love that will that. be hopefully soon. And so we and we, you know, we can get other designs up there. And uh, yeah, so it can be like a little additional perk and our way of saying thank you for you know a year of support. And we can do it each year. What do you think? I love that. Brilliant. Done. <laughs> Done. There Can't you wait go. for my Done. sticker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dom is. Dom is a junior varsity member. Do you know what people don't know? I'm not sure if they know, but John Nordstrom, the composer for One Tree Hill, who uh, I had the podcast episode with, he signed up as a Patreon member. He is on our Patreon. That's so cool. John, if you're listening, thank you so much. We've never discussed this. Like, I messaged you to say thank you. And (laughs) just thank you so much. (laughs) It just... (laughs) I like to say I'm a I'm a junior varsity member, but I don't look at anything because I'm not allowed. So I just yeah. I'm excluded from everything. 
Well, you just well, yeah. You but you get to listen to the episodes when they come out. I do, I do get that. I get a, a week advanced episode. That makes me happy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, okay, standard questions. Did you have a number before we started this podcast? Yes. Did it increase or decrease during the duration of this conversation? No, it stayed the same. I am torn between two numbers. I don't really know which way to go. I know what numbers you've gone for. 100% know what you've gone for, and I know what I've gone for. And I almost think this might be a week where we get we have the same number again. Do you really you really think you know? I would trust I would trust you afterwards. I don't want to say ahead. I I think you're going to think I think you're going to think higher than what i'm thinking i don't know let's see ready one two three seven seven told you i I was torn between a six and a seven. Oh, i thought you were seven and eight i thought you were seven and eight and i thought you would compromise at, at seven i thought you would be like no actually it's probably more a seven. Oh, you were um, thinking six i was thinking six i think one you point, are Alicia? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Good callback. Thanks. I don't know. I just thought that, like, it was good, but, yeah, just not as good as some of the others. But I'm happy with a seven. What was your reason for a seven? Uh, I I don't think the episode was dreadful. It had some really good moments in it. it, had some very brave moments in it. Um, it's lacking in some areas. We're we're lacking a, a lot of Dan. We're lacking a lot of Whitey. Um, just the the feeling that this series has just come out of a mid season break and it kind of needs to start going again. And it's almost like we're desperate to get back to basketball, but no one will play it. And uh, yeah. a lot of that, a lot of that is a device because you know Lucas has got to have his test, which he hasn't had yet. Um. And it's just like, come on, like let's let's get going, let's let's ramp this up a bit and get the pace going. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much my reason. It just didn't feel like it was any higher than a seven. Like we have gone yeah. from a ten to a seven, and it, I would say it was an, on the higher side of being a seven. I wouldn't have given it a six. I don't think. Well, do you know that we gave three tens in season one? And we're halfway through season two and we've already given three tens. Where in my opinion, season (laughs) one was, uh, is a better season. So I think that you have just warmed to the show that you just, that you love it now and that it's taking you a bit of time. I bet if you watch season one now and we were doing it, that your ratings would be higher. We'll see. Thank you so much for listening to us uh, this week. We really enjoyed this episode. We have given it a seven um, and it was just me and Simon. So next week we are joined by a guest, which we absolutely can't wait for. Please, we are calling out to all our troops. Go out there, get other people's phones, give us a little rating. It would be fantastic. We, we really appreciate you. We love that you guys listen. We love that you reach out. We love that you comment. Uh, and we love messaging back. It's it's become such a great little community. So thank you so much for for listening. Um, we're going to do Ravens on three. Well, wait, where can people hit us up on social media, Dom? Oh, of course. 
<laughs> at the Ravens podcast on Instagram. It's the place to be. Simon is, has full control. We also have Twitter. Simon? Yes, the links to Twitter and Facebook <laughs> are not not known to my memory, but the links are in the podcast description and they are run by Magdalena and Chloe. Thank you, ladies. You need to send us your Etsy stores and links and things so we can help promote that. Um, but yeah, thank you both. If you want to, uh, I've got a new podcast page, which is Simon Podcasts on Instagram. That is in the podcast description as well. Dom, Beyond Farpoint. Yeah, that's in the podcast description as well. So the the Star Trek The Next Generation podcast is called Beyond Farpoint um, underscore TNG. We will be bringing that one out soon. So if we have any uh, One Tree Hill lovers that also like Star Trek, then it would be fantastic to have you cross over. And even if you don't like Star Trek and you fancy giving it a go, that would also be fantastic too because it's still us two wallies doing a podcast somewhere else. So <laughs> thank you very and much. As a preview, I gave this out on the on the live episode last night. In the second episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, they basically all turn into like a massive orgy on the Enterprise and the woman <laughs> tries to have sex with a robot. It's very funny. <laughs> we have a lot of fun. So if you want to hear us talk about that, that's episode two of Beyond Farpoint. <laughs> Ravens on free. Absolutely. Are we going for an accent, or are we gonna are we gonna whisper this one because of your recent child? Illness? Oh, the lungs, the disintegrating yeah. lungs. <laughs> yeah, for for sure. But we can still whisper in an accent. What accent would you like to go for, my friend? Uh, yeah, I pick. Let me pick. I never pick. I'm a. Do you know we've done Scottish multiple times? I'm just throwing that out now. We've done Scottish like three times. That is banned. Okay. It's done. It's banned until I'm... season three. Fine. That's the rules. Okay. Accents are allowed every season. Okay. I am going to say... We should get an oh, accent I... generator. Oh. There must be something that, that picks out like a a nation or an accent or it can pull something out. Or a, or like a celebrity or something. Like you have to do like Stallone or Arnie or something. Oh, yeah. okay. There's That's a good... Let's do that. Let's do uh let's do Arnie. I'll be back. <laughs> Get to the chopper. <laughs> Lucas. Get to the chopper. <laughs> so what I have. Terminated. <laughs> you have been terminated. <laughs> I'd like to see Dan Scott versus Arnie. Predator, get to the chopper. <laughs> Ice to meet you. <laughs> Your favorite. Okay. You do the count, please. I am the governor. <laughs> <laughs> of Tree Hill. Of Tree Hill. <laughs> okay. <coughs> this is going to be dreadful. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Ravens on three. One, two, three. Ravens! Ravens. <laughs>